0: IVM. You are listening to The Signal Daily. Brought to you by Front Page Studios. First, it was a mother's and grandmother's with their Pakistani serials. Then, for the 90s kids, anime swooped in like a total ninja. Then the 2010s brought us the K-drama craze. And now, rolling in is the latest international sensation, Thai queer dramas. Yes, Thai queer dramas have grown from the larger boys' love or BL subculture, which features queer love stories between male leads. And BL, which was actually pioneered by female manga fans in 1970s Japan, has trickled down to the other East and Southeast Asian countries since, such as Thailand. In fact, Thailand has produced 24 BL dramas this year alone, matching the combined output of South Korea, Japan and Taiwan. And now, following the Korean wave, Thai BL dramas are the next pop culture export from Asia. As far as the Indian audience goes, their fan base is expanding. And according to the print, it primarily consists of English-speaking urban women. And to be even more precise, English-speaking heterosexual urban women. The print also reported that Indian fan clubs of Thai BL dramas have been sending gifts to their favorite actors in Thailand and even sending food trucks to their shooting locations. An Indian superfan from Ludhiana named Shilpa even travelled to Thailand twice to meet Thai fans of BL dramas. Also, when two Thai actors flew down to India to attend the Dior event, They were actually greeted by 200 women fans at the airport. It appears that Thai BL dramas are genuinely captivating Indian women. But hold on, there's an obvious question here. Why are straight Indian women so enamoured by Thai boys love dramas? Well, if you believe Professor Lakshmi Menon, she told the print that it's because BL content is devoid of the male gaze. And Rujira Tishikawa, a Thai academic in Tokyo, also pointed out that it can be liberating to watch romance as a sexual outsider. And of course, these are not the only reasons. As superfan Shilpa succinctly puts it, and I'm reading out verbatim, quote, in K-dramas, we become fans of one actor. In BL dramas, we get to see two handsome men, end quote. Well, nobody can argue with that math. Now, Thailand is actually leveraging BL content as part of its soft power. For instance, as The Economist reported, Thailand showcased BL dramas at international trade shows, scoring a sweet $10.4 million in foreign investments in June 2021. Just last year, the Thai government said that its BL content market is valued at over 1 billion baht, which is roughly around Rs. 230 crores. Now, this only implies that the Thai BL industry is thriving and will keep churning out more shows. I guess that's some great news for all the fans out there, especially women. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday. From the world of technology, business, policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hi, I'm Shawbury, and this is the Deep Dive for October 17th, 2023. Let's rewind to 2022. In November, Netflix had released an 8-episode supernatural horror comedy called Wednesday. And in no time, TikTok and Reels got flooded with young boys and girls doing their version of Wednesday's deadpan dance. And if you haven't seen American actor Jenna Ortega doing that dance, let me tell you, it's rather iconic. But what was it about the dance that actually made it a hit? Was it because of how unhinged the character was? Or her hands flying frenetically in all directions? Or perhaps those big bulging eyes that truly popped out? Je ne sais quoi, but whatever that X factor was, Wednesday's dance became a defining moment. And as is often the case, with significant cultural moments, fans swiftly clamoured to purchase T-shirts, toys and bags inspired by our beloved goth girl. But do you know how much money Netflix raked in from all those viral Wednesday merchandise? The answer is nada. Yes, absolutely zero. In fact, Netflix totally missed out on capitalizing on a cultural moment as iconic as Wednesday Adams' dance because it didn't have products available for sale right away. However, there is a silver lining to it. Netflix has since learned from its past oversights. In fact, taking a page from Disney's playbook, the streaming giant is upping its merchandise game. Wednesday told the company that it simply can't afford to wait for audiences to decide if they like a show or not. Otherwise, by the time it prepares its merchandise for the market, unofficial players would have already done the damage. So the only way forward is to follow the Disney way. That is, start building consumer products the moment a new show gets the green light. And although Netflix isn't going all out just yet, it has taken the first step. The Wall Street Journal reported that for its new live-action TV show called One Piece, whose first episode had premiered in August this year, Netflix actually began working on consumer products 18 months before its release. The company, as reported by the newspaper, has created merch such as One Piece keychains, One Piece sweatshirts, One Piece t-shirts, and even chocolates and figurines to be sold at different retailers including Walmart, Zara, and Paxson. And the goal here is to get fans more involved in their shows and keep them hooked on their streaming service. And honestly, it makes a lot of sense. Because let's just go back to Wednesday for a second here. A viral moment from the show fueled merchandise sales and boosted viewership. But think about it. Once you buy a Wednesday shirt, it's not simply for wearing at work. You're bound to show it off online or to your friends. And this in turn keeps the show's popularity rolling. You see, it's all circular, where social media, merchandise and subscriptions all feed into each other. And just by the way, Netflix in the past had also rolled out merch for its other popular shows such as Bridgerton and The Stranger Things. However, as is evident, this approach of making merchandise well before the show gets released has some financial risk. For example, there's a fair chance that Netflix's warehouses could be overflowing with merchandise. And then the TV show might not even gain traction at all. Or, as the Wall Street Journal notes, create too much product and it will not only end up in discount bins, but will also erode the show's brand. After all, Netflix doesn't have Disney's experience or its mostly reliable theme parks. Meanwhile, it's not only new-age companies like Netflix which are getting inspired by Disney's business that blends entertainment, merch, events, and theme parks. Age-old toy makers are also constantly seeking to get their toys on the big screen and grow as big as Disney. For example, Barbie Maker Mattel is now a legit entertainment company, with many of its toys on the line to make their big screen debut following the sky-shattering success of Barbie. Then there's the Danish toy maker Lego as well, which is riding high on profits. And under a new leadership, it's also gearing up to take on Disney. Known for its plastic bricks, Lego already operates theme parks. And numerous Lego products have also made appearances in TV shows, movies, and apps. Now, although it's the biggest toy maker in the world, reaching up to Disney will take a lot of work and a lot of years for Lego if it actually ever makes to the top. But now, a question is, if everyone desires a piece of the Disney pie, what are Disney's own desires? Ironically, all Disney seeks is to turn its streaming business into a profitable venture. Perhaps Netflix can offer a lesson or two here. But wait, I forget, Netflix itself is struggling with subscribers. You see, this is one giant loop. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show some support. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd also love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.com. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. This episode was written and researched by Dhruv Sharma and Anoop Sempal. Edited by Dinesh Narayanan. Produced by Manaswini. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the Signal.co on LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter.